Mindfulness Mode 488. Some of the activities I love for mindfulness is just breathing. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Today is going to be a different kind of interview because I have never interviewed anyone on this topic today. We're talking about tarot cards today. It's going to be fascinating. I have the amazing Debbie A. Anderson with me today. Hey, Debbie, are you in mindfulness mode today? Absolutely. I pulled a card from the Oracle deck and I got smell the roses. So that is just in perfect attunement to what we're going to be talking about. I know it is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You sent me some cards. You sent me your deck and it's absolutely beautiful. And I had a chance to read the little book that came with it. And I sat down and played with the cards just as you suggested. You said, don't perfect. take it too seriously. Absolutely. Just have fun with it and enjoy the cards and what they say on them and enjoy the pictures. And, and I certainly did. And I'm looking at a card right now that has a hand going downward and you can see it like this. It has a hand oh, and it's hopeless called release. Hopeless Release. Yes, and yes. I love that a, card it's because a beautiful it's card. trusting. And yeah. I always say to people, I can't give you a piece of paper which says trust on it. That has to come from within. And of course, life has taught us some of the things that we haven't trusted in and some of the things we need to trust in. So this is just purely letting it go. You know, I always say, let go, let God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what is. mindfulness is all about, is letting Absolutely. go. And I think, honestly, I think that's one of the things that people have the most difficult time with, is understanding how to let it go. Yes, it so, really is. It's really cool. That's one of the first cards that came up after I shuffled and shuffled and shuffled. Can I ask, what, were your, what was your question or what was your focus when you were shuffling? Or was there none? You were just like, let's just play. I was just, you know, let's play. And I mean, I'm looking at, I'm in a big time of transition in my life right. right now. And so I'm looking for some answers. I'm looking for change, positive change. And so I was thinking about all of that. Now for the benefit, Debbie, of our listeners, I want to share a little bit about you and then we'll dig right in okay, with this topic, perfect. which is so interesting. Debbie Thank A. Anderson is a natural healer who's worked in the sphere of spirituality all of her life. And she's brought forth many modalities that have manifested and, and evolved along the way. And she's been using tarot cards and giving intuitive spiritual readings for over 30 years in the UK in Canada, US, and Australia. She was born in England. She now lives in Ontario, Canada, where, which is where I live. So that's super I cool. I know, that was so perfect. What an uh, amazing attunement there. That, that was great. Yeah. I know. So Debbie, what does mindfulness mean to you? Let's start there. Well, I suppose one of the things that I think relating to mindfulness is being in the now, like being there, what's going on, connecting to that with intention and in intention. Because you need to be paying attention to what's occurring around you. Maybe it's because of you, maybe it's outside, you can't deal with it. So when we know the parameters, then we can actually start to go, let's take that breath, let's connect with our breathing, and then is this something that I can deal with? Is this something outside of my sphere? My husband always says to me, Women have it more difficult than men. Uh, there was a book written many years ago, which is 
by an Australian couple. And they were looking at the psychology of the male and the female. And a man only has one point that they can start a conversation with in their brain. That's why they can't multitask. This is fact. This is not fiction. I know. But whereas women, we've got, I think, 10 or 11 different points. So that's why we're always going, what if, what if, what if, what if? So when it comes to bedtime or going to relax or something like this, that little whirring is going on there and that mind chatter. And that's what we need to shut down. You need to just, this is also for gentlemen as well. So I'm not saying that uh, women are elite in that we've got this mind chatter going on. We all have it. So it's just connecting with the mind chatter. I think we're always in that argument stage. Whereas if we actually say, okay, you brought something up here that's very helpful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and then we can step aside for it, from it, I should say. That way, when we step aside, we can get into a heart center which is really where we need to be, when we need to connect with things. So some of the activities I love for mindfulness is just breathing. Oh, me too. Because sometimes we haven't got the opportunity to run away or do that, but we can, in a safe environment, close our eyes, focus on our breath, just breathing in and out and listening to our breath, calming ourselves, bringing in that peace and tranquility, and just being there in that moment, then we can step back out again and go into it. I always, you know, being a mother a long time ago, there were those moments when it was like, oh my gosh, well, somebody please switch this child off. There's questions, <laughs> there's this, there's that. And we would just take that and then come back into our heart center and go on. <laughs> Another um, mindfulness activity I love, and especially at the moment, it's um, for where we are and where you are in Ontario as well. And we do have, I'm very blessed where I live. I do have some very lovely sunshine. So get out in nature. Yes. Even if you're just sitting there looking out of a window. Totally. I, you can't get out there, but you can look into your backyard, your garden, whatever it is around you, or drive in your car to somewhere and just sit there and just connect. Of course, don't take your phone. That pinging, tinging, distracting. I've got other things to do because otherwise you're going to constantly be pulled away. Yeah, I totally agree. Biggest thing for me is step into the I am worthy. I am. I know I am. And you are. And every one of us is. We need time for ourselves. We need to be able to look after ourselves. That's not being selfish. That is actually looking after me. Yeah, it's because actually the opposite, isn't it? I know. And the, uh, the thing about it, I always say, is if I fall sick or if I get ill or, you know, everything goes to the wayside, who else is going to do it? You know, mm -hmm. and you're not Superman or Superwoman. That cape is already owned by somebody else. So be gracious to yourself. I need this time. I need to step away, switch off the phone or shut off everybody. That's all right. And most of all, listen to what your body is telling you. Because we're made up of all these frequencies, mind, body, and soul, as we're, we hear very much so in our day-to-day. -day. And that is completely true. There's all these emotions that are going on that are regurgitating around that we're thrown here, we're thrown there. You know, we just had elections here in Canada. And wow, yes. leading up to that, the energy, the frequency was so heavy. I almost just wanted to shut myself away. So again, don't connect into that. It's all going on around you, regardless of you. So why do you have to bring yourself down or get caught up in what I call the troll method? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it is this sort of, we're just, 
you know, can't do this, shouldn't do this, this is bad and all the rest of it. And then what happens is we start to become that voice that emanating out, whereas, you know, step into something that's positive, listen to something that you enjoy, watch something that is not uh, going to pull you down. And they're not what I call the Pollyanna syndrome where we're ignoring things. It's still going on. Yeah, I've, that's right. I've switched off from uh, mainstream media. I think now it's got to be at least 10 years. Uh-huh. And occasionally I see something or I hear something. I'm aware of what's going on, but I'm not buying into it. And that is the biggest thing. You know, uh, I've had people say to me, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're doing the ostrich effect. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm being me in my vibration, adding to what I have to in my world. And yes, all these things are happening around me. And But if I buy into them, the fear, the confusion, the hopelessness, then all I'm doing is building that vibration up. I'm not creating a balance. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I closed off all of that media stuff about five years ago. Oh. So I, I seldom ever listen to the, the news or anything, but like you, I know what's going on. Oh. I know enough of what's going on, but right. I, I just don't want to pull myself down with all that. Now I yeah. want to talk about tarot cards. I know okay. nothing about this except what I read when you sent me this beautiful box of cards and there's a little book in it. I read the, the book. So I know very little about it, but you urged me in the book to just look at it as a fun activity. But I want to address this right away. What about the people and what about this concept, this idea that there's something anti-religious or something dangerous or something terrible about tarot cards? Let's address this right away. What's that all about? Let me just, and I don't mean to correct you, but I've created an oracle deck. And an oracle deck is just slightly different to a tarot deck. Tarot decks, for anybody that doesn't know, is to do with secrets, arcanas, which are the words to do with, uh, you know, top secret stuff. So there's all these different images in there and they can be very beautiful. Yes, they can be scary. And of course, sadly, (laughs) Hollywood has, you know, bought the uh, hanged man or, uh, you know, some of the tarot cards into existence. And, you know, there's always danger with it. There's always bad things with it. But like any tool that we have that we place in our hands, a vehicle can be a weapon (laughs) or it can actually be somewhere that gets us to where we need to go. Very true. You know, uh, so everything is intention. Absolutely everything. So an Oracle deck is slightly less scary, I think. Mm -hmm. And, And there are millions of different Oracles. An Oracle is message. That's what it is. The idea of Oracle is message. So we can tap into what we need to get for ourselves. And as you were saying, when you were playing with the deck, when you got it, you were shuffling it, you were thinking about some of the things that were going on in your life at that time. And that's it. It's connecting with the question you want the answer to. You know, and I would say to people, again, take a few lovely breaths just to connect yourself, to get yourself centered just in what you're doing Mm -hmm. at that moment. great for so many things amazingly enough breathing for us is a natural thing but sometimes we should put intention with it to connect with it calm ourselves down that's why when there's something horrible going on or a a child or an adult is panicked they get them to breathe into a paper bag breathe into calm it's amazing how that that works so going back to using the oracle deck connecting with the question what do you want to know from this 
What am I hoping to get direction on? And then you connect with the deck. You shuffle the deck. Sorry. <laughs> it's the first time I've used these. So this is the this is an entertainment value as well. So oh, I apologize okay. if they pop out. Okay, I have funny no. little ears. <laughs> no. And, and we're talking about your earbuds in case uh, someone's <laughs> yes, listening. my little earbuds. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and not seeing what, what uh, Debbie is doing. Yes. Yeah. So, so then take the cards, you know, um, place them in your hands. I've got my deck here. Mm -hmm. So I place them in my hands and I think about what I'm going to do. So I can shuffle. Mm -hmm. And whether you're a poker player or not, everybody has shuffled a, a deck of cards in their time. If you can't shuffle them, I always say spread them out onto a table or a surface and just um, obviously face down and mm -hmm. then just get a sense of which card you're guided to. Mm. You can shuffle. You know, I always say to people, if they say, oh, it's a right way or wrong way. There's no wrong way. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is the right way. Whether you want to put them into piles, whether you want to tap the, the deck, whether you want to split them in half and look at the top and the bottom, it truly doesn't matter. But it's looking at what you are doing and being there. Like driving a vehicle, we need to be there and in full intention of what we're doing. And the number one card that came up when I shuffled and when I thought of my intention was this card. It says you or body card in the book, and it's called life is a beach. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought this was so interesting. Tell us about that, Debbie. Well, when I was creating the deck, I will say that the majority of Oracle decks out there are between 40 to 46 cards. Mine is 52. So when I was creating it, and this was the first deck that I created, and I had never created an Oracle deck. It wasn't in my game plan, if you like, to do one. Mm -hmm. And Spirit said, no, you're going to do one. You're going to make it simple. People need something with ease and grace to be able to use. I said, okay. So two of the cards that came up during that process, if you like, were Life's a Beach and the F Word. Oh. And at that point, I'm thinking Spirit are having this joke on my behalf, you know, because we think of life's a beach or there's another word, life's a... Yes. <laughs> and so I thought, no, okay, I'm going to go with it. But like all the cards, they have a positive and a negative influence on them. So it's down to us on how we are in that moment. Maybe we are feeling isolated and we're walking on that beach. But I always say on the card, if you've got the card there, I don't know if I can quickly find it. I do have the, the card here, yes. Yeah, on the actual card, if you can show it, there's actually two people walking along there. And I always feel that that second person is God. You remember the poem Footsteps? Yes, I do. You know, and that's what I always sense with that card when Heather Brewster created that image. It's like you're either walking into something or away from something, depending upon where you are in that situation. And there's always there somebody, somebody's always there with you, guiding you, listening to you, helping you, even if it doesn't feel in the physical form. Yeah, well, I have had uh, some times when I felt, you know, recently, oh, where am I headed? You know, how, oh. what's happening in my life? Our, our son has just gone off to university and there are a lot of changes going on. And in the past year, a number of people have passed away in my life. Right. My father yeah. died in January and there've been other people too. And so, yeah, it's a time of transition for sure. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of hard, you know, changes with the deaths and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Now, the number two card that I got, what mm. now this is mind, and look at this. The card that came up was this one. Oh, Two Faces of Mankind. Two Faces of Mankind. Yeah. Tell us about that, Debbie. Well, that I always 
in my essence of when I was writing it, it's about the balance. We are both male and female. Uh We have those frequencies in us. And sometimes we need to get emotional. We need to bring out that feminine, that sort of, I'm going to have a cry. I need to get away with it. And sometimes we need to bring out the masculine. I need to stand my ground. I need to do this. I need to be strong here. So we have to have that balance of both within us. And depending upon what's going on, maybe we need to balance one because one is stronger than the other or higher than the other or (laughs) bouncing off the walls. You know, I know when I get emotional, my husband just has to go, okay. And I have to go, oh my gosh, wow, I need to pull away from this. (laughs) But sometimes we can get emotional, whether it's with that person or about something that's going on or a situation, and we bring our whole heart forward with it. So with the balance of that is bringing into integration, if you like, two parts of ourselves and being comfortable with it. You know, thankfully, we're now in an age, I hope, where uh, men can feel that they can let their feminine side out, cry at a, at a movie, whereas women can be assertive. Uh, you know, I can remember many years ago in a situation when I was in corporate world and I was told I was being aggressive. And I thought, if I was a guy, I would be assertive. But because I'm so, a woman, I'm being aggressive. Right, so, right. And that know, would be that a good sort of, thing if you were a guy. Yeah, you know, there's absolutely. nothing wrong with being aggressive sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. Hopefully we are at a time. I think we have a lot of growing to do in the world, yes. but, but I do think that we're approaching that place where we can embrace yeah. both the feminine and the masculine. Yeah. The third card I already showed you, this was soul and this was hopeless release that we came up. Let it go. And is all about letting God. it go, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we have to, I always, I always think of that also as like pennies from heaven. We get sent down little indicators when we are ready to go, okay, enough. I give it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't fight this anymore. I can't do this on my own. Then spirit can step in and say, you know what? Now you've asked us, we can help you. Spirit Mm -hmm. cannot force us to do anything. That's why when we get those intuitions or gut feelings or whatever, we get that little twinkling of, oh, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a while. And then we either follow through with that or we go, yeah, okay. And then maybe later we go, I wish I'd followed through. So they can't force us. That's where free will's in there. That's where we as the human spiritual being can say no. (laughs) But when we ask them for help, then at that point, they can actually step in and give us even more information, as I call them downloads. They can guide us in the right direction. They can give us some information. For instance, you know, when we're out and about, if um, someone comes to mind or we see something that connects us with someone, for instance, I was um, driving to an event that I was putting on a week or so ago, and when I was, I got caught in traffic. So I was sitting there and I thought, I've got plenty of time. I'm always one of those that has more than enough time when I'm going somewhere. And I, sat back and then I realized there was a vehicle in front of me and I, I immediately thought of a friend in Australia. And then just to the right of me, there was a kangaroo on a truck. Okay. So I thought, okay, now I need to connect with her. And I did. And she said that there were some health things going on that were now being fixed and sorted out. But I thank Spirit for alerting me to that. And we get those all the time. It's whether or not we want to channel into them or connect to them. And I'm not talking about anybody that's psychic or not. We've all had that 
or either it's a, a trepidation about something or something doesn't feel good here or all of a sudden we feel really happy and we're going, oh, something really nice is going to happen. And then we we go with that. So yeah, we do get it all the time. And I think a lot of us just say, oh, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, wait till I tell you what a coincidence happened today. And I think a lot of times they are not coincidences, oh, just no. as you do. But, you know, I'm, I'm quite taken with how upbeat and fun and outgoing you are as a person. Thank I mean, you. you seem so relaxed. And, and I want to ask you, when did you first know and understand that you were a natural healer? I connected with spirit when I was four years of age. And at that time, my parents were actually going through a divorce. And my twin brothers and I and my mother went to live with my grandparents. And my grandparents were those kind of people in the 1960s where children should be seen and not heard. This is in Britain, of course. Mm -hmm. And children went to bed at a set time and, you know, there were no lights on or anything like that. And I started, I was in the bed. I was going to be sharing, my mother was sharing the same bed with me and my brothers were sharing the bed. And, uh, the ceiling opened up and all these little ethereal bodies came down and sat on the end of my grandmother's bed. Well, sadly, as a child that was not in an environment where people openly spoke about this kind of thing, I screamed, my mother came up, oh, you're having a nightmare, go back to sleep. Right. Well, that sort of went on for a little while, but I was seeing that I could, throughout life, as a child, I was saying profound things or connecting with people or I just knew to go up to somebody and place my hand on them. And it almost, you know, like if they're crying, we had to go up and place my hand on them. And, you know, people would say, I feel so much better now. And I've done nothing. All I've done is place my hand on, on them. Right. So for me, it was like, okay, there's something here going on. When I was in my 20s, it was when I connected and went to the Arthur Finlay College in Stansted in Essex. And I always say to people, it's like Hogwarts. Okay. <laughs> they taught in the day that I went there, it was just mediumship and healing. Uh -huh. And so you were then immersed with like-minded people, people that could teach you, people that were unlocking all these different things that were going on. And I suppose it was there that I first realized that I had something, even though I didn't fully understand it. And in truth and openness, everybody has this healing ability within them, just as we have the psychic ability within them, ourselves. You know, all of us can reflect back to a time that maybe somebody with a small child was crying. You place them on your lap, you rub the area which is sore, the knee that's been scuffed, and all of a sudden they calm down. And without realizing that, that rubbing our hand on the knee or just holding our hand over the area that is injured is actually placing healing because it's done in pure love. Right. And that's something that we do as a natural inert part of us, male or female. <laughs> so you no... do vibrational healing energy. Yes. And did you create that? I created my form of vibrational energy. And when we think, see, people don't sometimes understand what vibrational energy is. And when I try and explain it, every single thing in the universe is vibrating at a particular frequency. Yes, it Trees, is. earth, animals, even the inert objects like the table that I'm sitting at and so on. Right. Think of it as like radio waves. They're unseen and yet they exist because all we and, need and to do is And that's basic quantum dial. physics. Like that's a Absolutely. fact. This isn't just an idea. This is <laughs> no. a fact, right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, for me, when I created this, uh, and again, it wasn't me that created this. This is something, my particular vibrational energy therapy was a combination of touch, 
mm-hmm. of sound and of the person at the end of this very short treatment seeing a color. So it combined three parts of this inert being that's there all the time. And the form that I have created, it works on whatever we need it to work on. So if somebody's feeling stressed, I usually ask the person beforehand, you know, what's going on, you know, how are things at the moment as far as your health or, you know, like, why are you here? Um, you know, have you come because you uh, want some, uh, just a, what I call a refresher or a top up or something like that? Or is it that, you know, you you just need something and it seems to work on whatever a person needs. You know, if I'm at events and things like that and there's a lot of people around, some people will say, I've really got this throb of a headache. It's just, you know, intense. And just five minutes, it seems to just dissipate it, remove it. So there's no set, it will fix this or it will work on that. It attunes to the body of that person and working through um, meridian point on the body, then it helps to clear or balance or refresh that person. I want to know, as a clairvoyant, can you feel energy coming from almost every person, whether it's positive or negative? Is that kind of what it's like? It can be, but I have to, what I call, protect and shut myself off. Uh, You know, I'll go to an event and I might be golfing or something like that, and somebody finds out what I do, and they're like, what are you picking up from me? And I'm like, I'm like the lawyer, you know, I'm not switched on 24 seven. Right. <laughs> I'm here right. to have a game of golf. So it's again, I suppose, compartmentalizing things. And that's not to say that sometimes I don't pick up something. If the conversation has come up with somebody and they're curious, and if I'm getting information, then I will ask permission. Can I pass this on to you? Okay. But and I can you try- pick up information from people online on the internet as well? Absolutely. When I'm doing, like, I offer Skype and telephone readings. And some people say, well, isn't it better if I'm in person? I'm going, no. When you're in that intention of you booked a reading with me, your spirit guides, helpers, your family, the people that you want to connect with have already contacted my my team. Mm-hmm. And they're there for that moment to be together. And, you know, for me, I always try and remind people all I'm there to prove if there's if it's to do with proof is that life does go on after we pass into spirit. There's this frequency that myself as a clairvoyant and anybody that does this kind of work uh, will tell you that spirits up here hovering around and the clairvoyant or the mediums down here, one has to come down, one has to come up, then they connect. Now they have to find a language in which they can communicate. I always say I'm speaking Spanglish sometimes because <laughs> when I get the information, sometimes it can be a picture, it can be a word, it can be an image. It can be like a little mini movie. I can feel things. I can sense things. I can hear things. So that's all going on inside of me. Very, <laughs> very I'm trying interesting. To communicate that to the person. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming because the information can come through and I may go off in a direction here and I'm going, okay, let's. Because spirit don't put a period or a full stop in between each sentence. So it may be talking about something and then they'll go on to something else. I'm like, 
I think we've changed direction here. My husband says, I don't put a period in when I change direction in a conversation. I make the assumption he must know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie, can you tell us a story about a real person, someone you have helped to transition or help to move into a better place in their life through the work you've done? Yes, I can. I'll pull on one. And it was a for anybody that does this kind of work and for anybody that doesn't, I'll explain. Usually if somebody comes to me and they want to connect with somebody that's passed into spirit, I used to say to them, wait at least six months to a year before you connect because you're in grief and the emotions there and maybe that person's going through healing on the other side. But what seems to be happening, and I'm concluding this is because spirit want us to move on. I'm not saying to not acknowledge and go through our grief. But I've sometimes spoken to people that somebody has been past 10 or 15 years and they're still in that whole grief mode. Especially if somebody has passed that's young, somebody that has passed because they've taken their own life. And sometimes somebody that's passed because, and they haven't had a chance to say goodbye, you know, a sudden death. Right. So there's always questions. And, you know, I always try and remind myself each day if I've had a, a spat with my husband or whatever's going on to actually say that I love him before he leaves or I leave. Yeah. So that I don't have to live in that guilt of, oh, they were the last words that I ever said to him or things like that. And so everybody just think about that as the day goes on. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I had uh, a young uh, soul that had um, sadly taken their own life. And the big thing for the family was what had they missed? What had they not done? Why didn't they see this? Okay. And those are some of the questions that do come up. Yes. And what had happened. And of course, I don't know this. When somebody comes to see me, they sit with me and I just see what I'm picking up. I don't say, what is your purpose of being here? Okay. The less I know, the easier it is for me to connect with that vibration, with that soul in, in spirit. And this particular young soul was coming through and all I kept on hearing is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that, you know, as we went on, it was a case of that it wasn't anything that the parents had or had not done or the family or any of the people that knew this person. This person had been struggling for some time and had really just shut themselves away. So, you know, and we're all guilty of that. You know, depression is a disease. It's a disease. And because we don't have a Band-Aid stuck on our hand or on our arm or our arms in a sling, people don't see an injury there or a hurt. And this is where as human beings, we need to be gracious with everybody. We truly do, including ourselves. True. And the what the, the family got from that, and I was so happy for them, is peace. The soul in spirit was now at peace. So here we have two two different frequencies. There's the person in spirit that's saying, I'm sorry. You know, there was nothing you could do. And the family here saying, what did we miss? You know, we should have seen this. Why didn't we do more? We could have helped him. And that, for me, helped them have closure and be able to move on with their lives. Wow. I think more so if somebody has taken their own life as parents it's very hard for us because it's like you know we've been there we protected them we bought them up we've done all these things for them Uh, how come we didn't see that 
and uh, so we can beat ourselves up. Oh, I so think it must be answers. very difficult. Yeah. Have you ever been called into police cases? Well, not particularly police cases, but some years ago, somebody had contacted me, a family member was missing. Mm -hmm. And they knew roughly the area. And I was hopefully, and I say, I, ho I, I hopefully was able to give them some information. After I gave the information, the only thing that came back was that the person had passed, which was something at the time when I was communicating with, I wasn't sure whether they were in this world or transitioned to the other world. I just knew that they were very weak and very confused. And so for me, I've never gone back to that family and said, okay, was I right? Is that nothing that wasn't the whole purpose of me doing that i was in service to try and assist them that's all i could do so no i haven't been called into any police cases per se but some years ago you know somebody did come to me to ask me some information of something that was going on with somebody so i suppose in that respect it was helpful to them but yeah only this one time i find that with something like that because of the the ambiguity of what I would be communicating. It wouldn't be a clear cut. Okay, the person that did this lives at dot 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 dot. They, you know, we can only give um, essences or information based on um, what spirit are cl clarifying with us. Yeah, I don't know how many. I know there are some great psychic mediums uh, that connect and do this wonderful police work, and you know, I think that's absolutely amazing. Right. I want to ask you about the topic of bullying. I've worked in that field for 10 years. Have yeah. you ever been bullied or were you ever a bully? Do you have a story where mindfulness would have made a difference? Well, going back to corporate world, uh -huh. <laughs> I was working for a CEO of a company and we had a new production manager in who was very much, you know, kind of things. And he would, in effect, try and bully me. Yes. In situations. And because I'm like the front line to the CEO, uh -huh. I always say the doorkeeper, the gatekeeper, you don't let people pass that. Right. And so I thought this is coming every time he would come in with this aggression. And, you know, I'm quite a strong person, even then in those days, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what, I'm not taking this. So I thought, okay, this is going to be something I'm going to have to adapt to. And I don't want to adapt to what his expectations are. But then I have to find a, a midway point for both of us. Because yes. we're going to be working in fairly close proximity. So I said to him on one day when he was just blasting at me, I because up until that point, I had actually just sat there and took it. And I took him into an office and I blasted back at him. And he jumped back in absolute shock and horror. And I said, and now you know exactly how that feels. You felt me attacking you, just as I feel that you're attacking me. So after that, we had a really great relationship. I didn't want to do it. And in my whole um, energy, it was like, whoa, I can, you know, like, I'm only five foot nothing, but I can stand my ground with the rest of them. And I, if I feel that somebody's bullying somebody else, I'll step in and deal with it in my British way, as it were. But after that, it was almost like he had felt what he was doing to me and to other people. And he was excellent at what he did, his job. He just had this thing that was going on in him that I had to get it done. I need to do this. It's, you know, everybody's holding me up kind of thing. And I said, but everybody's in the same boat. And when we found that frequency, you know, because everybody said, wow, he's changed. I'm like, 
No, I think he's just understood mm. now. <laughs> so that was how I dealt with that particular situation. And I'm not saying to everybody to jump up and, you know, no. put your fisty cuffs up and go into the corner with them. But sometimes we have to work out what the vibration is that that person's coming from. And all I was sensing is frustration, not getting the answers, feeling like they couldn't move forward with things. And we've all felt like that in, in some point of our lives. So, you know, spirit was just like, okay, you just have to face him like fire with fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and deal that's, with it. that's a fascinating story. I'm really glad you shared that, Debbie. I want to move forward with five quick answer questions, if that's oh. okay. The first one is this, who is one person that has influenced you as far as mindfulness is concerned in your life? I think Louise Hay, actually, oh, yeah. with her books, like she was a trailblazer. Yes. In the time where there weren't many metaphysical books, uh, anything on mindfulness. So uh, her and Wayne Dyer, I think Dr. Wayne Dyer are two, what I call figureheads that stepped into all this at a time when others weren't. So. Yeah, I agree. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Debbie? Well, it certainly uh, has learned me, has taught me to balance my energy. It really has. Like there are times when we, as I said at the beginning, when we can't actually get an answer or something out of something. So we have to then step into the, how am I going, how's this going to affect me? And at that point, it's like, I want me to be healthy. I want me to be, um, be able to do all the things that I want to do. So mindfulness for me is, I suppose, as natural as breathing. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Just like we all do. Was it trick yes. me and I bleed? I'm human too. Yes, we do. And uh, my next question is about breathing. You talked about breathing quite a bit. What's mm. a specific way or a specific technique you use for breathing? Well, for me, it's a fairly straightforward thing. And anybody that only breathes into their chest area, if yes. you can push that breath down a little bit further into your diaphragm, anybody that's a singer will know that you have to get it into the belly. Okay, that's where you need to fill it up. And there's a lot of ways that you can do this. I always, years and years ago, I was taking some singing lessons and the teacher made me lay on the, on the, in the room and had a plate on my belly. Yes. And then I just laid there and I had to push the plate up, physically push the plate up so I could get the breath in. But for anybody that cannot, for physical reasons, just breathe, like concentrate on your breath, just listen to it. Feel the blood circulating through your veins, your heart beating. And your blood seems to circulate a lot more effectively once you're deep breathing, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I'm not talking hyperventilating. No. Gentle breath in, gentle breath out. Yeah, I so you can believe Take it in this. through your nose and out through your mouth. It's perfect. And when we start to listen to that, you can have a mindfulness CD, a piece of music playing in the background. When we connect with that, what happens is everything else just drifts away. It really does. Yeah. Is there an app that you can share that can help with mindfulness? I don't personally have an app. I have my two decks on app. I don't. Oh, oh you have your one. decks on an app. Well, I have, oh, yeah, that's right. I never yeah, looked at that yeah. app. Tell us about yeah. the app. Well, the app is both for the Vibrational Energy Oracle deck and for the Vibrational Earth Children deck, which is for children or for people that are working through inner child work. And there is a downloadable free version, which is just, I think, 11 cards. 
I'm not quite sure what the parameters are on it, but download it, play with it. And then you can download the full app if you want to. And I think it's something like $6.99. And how do we find the app? If you go to my website. And your website is? Vibrational-energy.com. On the landing page, you should see the, you might have to scroll down a bit. You'll see mobile app uh, for Android and mobile app for iPhone. And just click on there and it will take you off of my website to the place where you can download it. Because I haven't created the app. Somebody has created them for me. So it takes them you to their website, which is Indigo's, I-N-D-I-I-N-D-I-E-G-O-E-S.com. So that's the uh, app developer. So you can get them from there. And I if see. you're having difficulty and you can't find it, hit the contact us button on my website, email me, and I will send you the link. Yeah. Vibrational energy with a dash in between the two words vibrational dash energy.com get yourself over to that website it's absolutely fascinating and debbie is such a fun open generous kind welcoming person as i found out today and i've been quite fascinated with these beautiful cards the beautiful pictures and then there's a book that comes with the cards that explains what each card means and what it's all about and it's just like she says in the book it's just fun it's interesting it can be therapeutic it's just a really interesting thing is to look at these oracle cards So I highly recommend you order a set of these cards for yourself. Debbie, it has been so fun and interesting having you you on the show. Thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode. Well, I've had fun being on it, Bruce. So thank you for inviting me and have fun with the deck. If you have any questions, always reach out. I'm here. Okay, I will definitely do that. And you have a wonderful rest of your day, Debbie. You too. The sun is shining. What else could I wish for? Yes. Bye now. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest's name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. Remember what I mentioned at the top of the show about whether you work in corporate, have teams of employees, and you want to reduce stress with those employees and help them to be more productive? You can download the free resource, 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. And once your employees are happier, you know, productivity will increase. Download the free resource at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace p so remember subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air till next time mindful tribe use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode 